Okay, hello and welcome to The Trouble Club. This is our first podcast and this evening at the Groucho Club we have Dolly Alderton and Helen Ninius uh, talking about how to get their lives together. Hi, I'm Dolly Alderton. I'm a freelance journalist. I'm a freelance director and TV writer. I co-host a podcast called The Hilo with um, a journalist called Pandora Sykes. And my first book is out next spring, which is a memoir called Everything I Know About Love. Sometimes I feel like I have my shit together. Some days I don't. Generally, I feel like in my late 20s, my shit is, is more intact than it was. I think the myth that we're told is that we can follow a few different strands in our careers and have an effervescent, amazing, brilliant, constant social life. Definitely when I was spinning probably too many plates in my kind of early mid-twenties, my personal life and my social life did suffer a bit, but um, I think that's okay. What I wish I had done was be more honest about it with my friends and said, instead of trying to people-please and kind of spread myself incredibly thin what I should have done is said FYI these are the projects I'm doing at the moment this is how long they're going to take if you need me for whatever tell tell me this is the SOS signal you need to send it could be an emoji um or you know this is the moment where I'm going to need you or can you be here for this thing and the other thing that I would say and then they will understand but you have to be transparent and the other thing that I would say is that a good way if you're doing creative projects a good way is by bringing people that you love into them to help you send them your your script and say can you give you know have a read of this and what do you think or can you be involved in this in some way obviously that's got to be a two-way street you can't just like use them as unpaid work um but if you don't feel like try and bring them into your process as well that's another way of making them feel like they're not being neglected I think the thing is to note about boredom when you feel like you've got into a really good habit of having your shit together and being really efficient if you find yourself being really bored it means you're probably box ticking in a way that's still quite surfacy and and might not mean you have your shit together at all. And really, whether you are drinking green smoothies or getting eight hours sleep or replying to all of your emails, none of that really has any effect on whether you have your shit together or not. Whether you have your shit together is whether you feel comfortable in your skin and proud of your actions and your achievements and that you feel that your actions align with your, your moral fibre and who you are. So um, it doesn't matter if it still feels like sometimes on the surface you're still in certain messes because sometimes those messes have experiential treasure and that's where you you know you don't want to be a different person you don't want to try and be a different what you're not because that's when you feel bored and frustrated and there's a way of harnessing that energy that can sometimes be chaotic and do it in a functioning way. Hi, I'm Helen Nianius. I'm a freelance journalist. I um, do shifts on the foreign desk with Daily Telegraph. I write features for the Times sometimes. I have just come back from Iraq um, where I was doing some freelance journalism um, and I'm going to Uganda and Rwanda next week. Um, 
I think that I think that what having my shit together changes on a week by week basis. I think my definition of having my shit together changes quite a lot. I think that sometimes when I feel like my career is going really well, my personal life doesn't feel like it's going so well. But I think um, I think I'm working out what is important and what is worth focusing on. So hopefully I'm slowly but surely getting my shit together. I think the time when I felt like I least had my shit together, and um, there's a lot of competition for this particular slot, but I think it was when I went to Iraq and in order to get um, permission to go to specific camps, you have to go to the Iraqi army and the Kurdish Peshmerga. Peshmerga literally means those who face death. So these are not like people that you should really be pissing about with too much. I had the advice of a fixer um, and the advice turned out to be very bad where she said, just go, just go and ask for permission. So I went all the way to Mahmoor, which is a two hour drive away from Erbil with a taxi driver who did not speak any English and kept trying to add me as a friend on Instagram. Um, and once I got there, it turned out it was completely the wrong place to be because Mosul had fallen that week, supposedly Mosul had been liberated. Um, that everything had just changed. Everyone had decided the permissions were completely different. So I sort of rocked up to this like sun-beaten, 45 degree hot <laughs> army base in the middle of nowhere. Everyone there was a man, no one there spoke English. For a while I was in this porter cabin made of plastic that only had me, three men and a machine gun in it. Um, and then I was led around the corner to this army base. I really thought I was going to be raped. And then I got there, everyone was perfectly friendly, but I, they were like, why have you come without a fixer? Why have you come without an interpreter? I'd been given terrible advice, it turned out. And so I was standing there thinking, I've organised this trip to Iraq by myself and I'm only here for a week and what am I going to get out of this if I can't get any permissions? When this very accomplished journalist I know for a huge US news organisation sort of wafts in with, uh, with her fixer, her interpreter, and like, basically says to me, what the hell are you doing here? Like, why have you come without an interpreter? You've been given terrible advice. And I felt like such an idiot. And then I ended up having this very intense, strange lunch with um, some Iraqi generals who maybe eat meat even though I'm a vegetarian, and then gave me some fake papers, took my phone number, and didn't stop calling me. So it was a complete, uh, complete wild goose chase. But I, I think actually what's interesting about like the idea of having your shit together, I think, is that the lows really help underscore the highs, and that the, the contrast you can feel um, when something's a failure, when something's a something's a success makes you feel so much better so I think that when you when something goes so badly wrong you you realize what you're aiming for a bit better and it, and it helps you figure it out and so after, I mean after I came back from Iraq I felt amazing because I'd, I'd done this I'd done this really scary thing by myself as a you know single uh, woman going out there on my own um, I think when I was there I had this incredible moment of having lunch in Hamdaniya which is a former ISIS town and just having like this sort of like again, more me, um, by a roadside um, and seeing all the buildings flattened by airstrikes and with um, holes shot in the side of them from where sniper positions were and just actually thinking, I'm here and I'm being really brave and I'm being sensible, I'm looking after myself and I'm doing something a lot of people would be much too terrified to do. So I felt very proud of myself and that made me feel like I had my shit together. Thanks ever so much. This is Joy from the Trouble Club and we look forward to seeing you at uh, one of our future events. We've got uh, the NHS, what are we going to do with that 350 million coming up in September and the baby drought coming up in October. And you can read more about us on uh, the website, thetroubleclub.com. 
See you soon.